Hey there, guys. It's Coach Tim once again, and I have a wonderful kind of break in the themes that we've been working on where we've been talking about how to coach and ideas on better coaching and positive coaching. Uh, today, I want to give you a positive coach, but I also want to uh, tackle uh, something that is very interesting to me based on my own experience. And I think a lot of kids come out of high school. Uh, they have a great career. Everybody tells them they're great for, you know, their youth, uh, if they played youth and all of their high school. And of course, they know they're uh, worthy of playing at the upper levels because the newspapers have told them they're all stars in the all-star game. And, and of course, mom and dad and, and all the aunts and uncles tell them they're great. And then uh, the tail end of the season happens, as it did for me in uh, my senior year, and I got all the, the accolades and uh, very few actual interested uh, suitors to uh, help me achieve my dream, which was, uh, I'll share it with you, it was to play at UCLA. That never happened. I for one, they didn't have a business school, and I wanted a business school. And number two, I don't know that I would have got in. And number three, um, they uh, they weren't interested in me as a football player. I was I'm six foot, and back then I was probably two twenty, uh, soaking wet as a defensive lineman. So, needless to say, I had to come up with a plan B, and I didn't have one. And uh, everybody should have a plan B, and uh, especially if you're a parent and know what to do. My parents were clueless. And the gentleman I'm about to introduce, Michael Dunleavy, is someone who is the plan B or, or not. Maybe it's just plan A. But he can help you get to that place your kid wants to get to. Now, he's just not some typical guy that I, I've seen a lot of lately that that thinks of, a, oh, this is a great idea and starts a business and really doesn't have any business experience or football experience. Let me tell you what uh, Coach Dunleavy has done before coming to uh, Next College Student Athlete out of Florida, which he's uh, been part of their scouting for the last couple of years and they're speaking. He spent the last 13 years from 2001 to 14 at Everett University and was the 2003 USA South Conference Coach of the Year Division Three National Championship Committee. And let me, here's the one that I like. This is the one that got me all juiced up about Coach. I saw that uh, his, uh, his defense was number eight in the nation in turnover. And uh, I know that that's a big deal. That's a huge deal. Uh, and, and any coach that's been around for a while would, would agree with me. Uh, he's been, he coached NFL Europe for a couple years, Ohio State, uh, defensive line, special teams, uh, and his coaching career goes all the way back to 1989. And uh, besides that, he's also a good guy. I mean, he's done a ton of community service, Habitat for, uh, for Humanity, Boys and Girls Club, God's Pit Crew, uh, elementary schools, youth detention homes, prison ministry. Uh, you know, after listening to this coach, I, uh, I just, I think I suck. Uh, <laughs> anyway, welcome, Michael Dunleavy. Coach, welcome. How are you? I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me. That 
resume is uh, humbling for me to read. That is, uh, that is very impressive, sir. So I have a question. How does one go from such incredible success as a head coach as well as an assistant over the years uh, to get into the recruiting game as a company? Well, I mean, uh, in regards to my background, obviously, you know, I coached 28 years at the collegiate level. And um, so uh, recruiting is the uh, is the uh, bread and butter of your success, you know, as, as a college football coach and, um, you know, just as a coach in general at any collegiate level. Um, you know, the recruiting is the, the key aspect of your success and, you know, and your program success. So obviously I had a lot of experience in regards to the recruiting process and, dealing with student athletes, families, you know, over the last 28 years. And um, I ended up at uh, NCSA, which is, you know, next college student athlete, because I used them on the back end. Um, you know, I was a former coach that did uh, utilize a lot of things that they had uh, to offer to find student athletes, to narrow in on certain student athletes that we knew were going to be great fits for our program. Um, and, it, and it's given me a, a great opportunity um, you know, to help still help student athletes, you know, in something I love to do, which is, you know, helping them be successful in getting that degree and then, you know, being able to play a sport they love also. Um, as I said, I did coach 28 years, um, got offered a, a job uh, clear across the country in the state of Washington uh, when I was uh, after I'd been at uh, Avery University for, you know, for as a head coach. And just kind of made a decision for my family to, you know, kind of spend a little bit more time with them. And, and uh, this has given me that opportunity uh, and actually really enjoyed it the last uh, two years. Um, just uh, was just out at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, uh, spoke out there, had several recruiting sessions out there uh, for the families and, and the kids that were out there for uh, the combine that was uh, the day before the game, uh, which we had about 650 uh, student athletes out there. But that's uh, that's kind of how you know I got to where I'm at, and uh, like I said, loving what I'm doing, and uh, I'm basically the Southeast uh, Director of Regional Recruiting for uh, NCSA. I got you. So, what what specifically? Let, let's start at the beginning. What specifically does your company do? Well, NCSA is actually the largest online. Uh, network where we connect college coaches with student athletes. Um, we had over 12 million connections last year between college coaches uh, and student athletes. Pretty much, Tim, you know, the, the direction that recruiting has gone now is 95% of student athletes are discovered online first now. So having an online presence where coaches can pretty much see everything about you, but more importantly, Tim, is to be able to be searchable by criteria now. Um, it's great that you send me film or those type of things as a, as a college coach, but good chances are I'm not looking at it unless you meet the requirements I'm looking for. Um, and some other things I'll get a little bit deeper in, you know, maybe we can get deeper into, but, you know, how you set yourself up for success. But, um, but, but that's basically what NCSA is, is, is connecting those um, and, and more importantly, connecting those student athletes with the best fit academically and athletically, not just about um, their sport. We know the importance of getting that degree, and we want to make sure that that student athlete is targeting the right schools, you know, to make sure they're still getting that degree, um, you know, and the other things that they're looking for, region of the country and that type of stuff, 
uh, to be successful in getting the best opportunities out there for yourself. So uh, that sounds like a heck of a uh, of a proposition. What kind of opportunities are there for for the various kinds of student athletes that you uh, come across? Well, and we do 29 sports. Um, you know, football is the largest part of our network. It's really where this network started in 2000, uh, 16 years ago, or um, I guess it's 17 years ago now. Um, but, um, you know, being able to um, put that student athlete in a position where we're educating them on what they should do, how they should do it, when they should do it, because recruiting has changed immensely over the last four or five years, and you've got to get your name out there early. You've got to make sure you're starting to be proactive as a student athlete now. Um, it's no longer, you know, who your coach knew or whatever coaches come through your high school. You have the opportunity as a student athlete now to have so much more control over the recruiting process um, and, and who you're trying to get yourself out in front of. How 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 is that? Uh, you know, back when we were kids, you somehow magically got letters in the mail, and uh, and that indicated if somebody was interested in you. How's it? What what's changed? I know the internet's changed, but how do I have more power and and how can I get myself uh, known if I'm a kid wanting to get out there? Right. Well, like I said, the online presence is huge. Making sure that student athlete. Um, basically has everything in one place. Look at it as an online resume uh, to, to get out in front of college coaches. Everything that adds value to that student athlete, they want to get together. Tim, one of the biggest mistakes that student athletes make, uh, you know, have made in the last uh, four or five years, and, and I, obviously I used to see it a ton, is I would get inundated with YouTube links, huddle highlight links, and these kids would not send grades with it. If you didn't send other information, like your transcript with those, those films, 90% of these coaches are not even looking at the film. They don't have that kind of time. So being able to have access, um, you know, or giving access to those coaches, all that information just puts the student athlete in a much better position to be uh, targeted and definitely to be, you know, searched by those schools. But that's where you, where you talk about criteria the old way was I had to get to a game. I had to see your high school coach to find out who you were. Um, now I can get on the internet as a college coach. I can search for name. I can search by criteria. So if I'm looking for a defensive end that I want to be six two or taller, that has a three GPA or higher, thousand on the SAT, da da da. I'm only going to start seeing the profiles of those student athletes that fit the criteria I'm looking for. So. Now that student athlete's going to be able to get exposure to schools that may never come through their high school. That's where you're seeing the biggest change is. I would say the last year, couple years of my recruiting, I was getting student athletes out of schools that I'd never been in before. Um, and you just never were able to do that. So basically, like I said, getting that information in front of these college coaches. Um, but more importantly, you can be searchable by criteria. I'm sure a lot of your coaches all out there are familiar with Huddle. I cannot go into huddle and say, hey, give me all the defensive ends that are 6'2 or taller in the state of California. It just doesn't work that way. It's just more of a film breakdown, that type of stuff. So those are really where you start getting uh, the opportunity as a student athlete. Plus, you're telling these coaches what you're looking for. Uh, obviously, with our technology we have, it is very in-depth on both sides um, that really gives these student athletes and the coaches 
just better ideas who they should be looking, who they should be tracking through the process. How important these days are grades? I, I get different <laughs> vibes depending on who I'm, I'm asking. Uh, you know, uh, way back when we were kids, there, there was all, you know, you, you ended up with guys in the NFL that couldn't even read. And uh, I don't know how, you know, if that's, I doubt that that's around too much anymore. I'm sure there's some people playing games, but uh, how important is the grade? Are the grades and and the SATs or the ACTS and and you know those different measurements of academics uh, success? Um, in regards to um, the grades, it, it always has been important. But I can tell you, is the NCAA just continues to you know, up the core GPA now, let's up to a 2.3 for Division One. Um, you know, the test scores. And, and think of it this way, and I try to relate to, to student athletes. They, they got to understand that, um, great, you could make the minimum GPA uh, that the NCAA is asking for. You could have a 2.3 GPA. You could have a 900 on the SAT. And the NCAA says Division One schools can offer you a scholarship. Well, that's great, but you're not getting in Stanford. You're not getting in Northwestern. Um, right. So right. just because you make the minimum grades and kids, they, you know, a lot of, <coughs> excuse me, a lot yeah. of student athletes and families think, oh, well, if I make the, the NCAA minimums, I can be offered by any school. Well, technically you could be offered, but you're, you're not going to get through the admissions office. So the higher that GPA is, the higher the test scores are, the more scholarship money that student athletes going to be, you know, coaches are going to be willing to invest in and more coaches are going to be able to recruit them. So I basically tell a student athlete, have a 3.0 GPA or higher in a core, a thousand or higher on the SAT or a 21 or higher on the ACT. And that student athlete's going to open up about 85% of the schools that can actually get them accepted. That's a good metric. Thanks, Coach. That's that's awesome. That's really awesome. So that's one criteria. What are, what are some of and, and that's the academic. Are there uh, are there other criteria and besides the athletic? Is there a character criteria? How does that get measured? Those the non tangible kind of stuff. Well, obviously, you know, film is going to be very important. Um, that's going to be an important part as you know, is putting a good highlight film together and. Basically, the thing about a highlight film, and again, it's it's inexperienced. Student athletes don't understand what a, you know. They think they know what a highlight film should look like. Families, if you don't have specific training or knowledge, um, you know, I, I see a lot of messed up highlight films of good players that should have something going on, but they just didn't put the film together to get that coach excited about them. So, you know, that film having your basically about fifteen to twenty plays no more than 25 on a highlight film, and then make sure those best plays are up front. Um, make it sure, as you said, there's intent. What else? Hey, if you're a skilled guy, I wanted to see if you were running track. Um, if you're a big guy and you were playing basketball, that made me more excited about you. Everything adds value to a student athlete. You know, hey, you're taking strong classes, or hey, you've won these certain awards, or you talk about camps and combines. Where have you been putting your time in? Have you, have you been going to camp? If you're not doing anything over the summer to get better as a player, then I start questioning as a college coach, 
is this somebody we, we should recruit because they're just sitting on the couch uh, possibly eating chips in the summer. Are they going to get any better? Um, but uh, eventually so – let, let, me, let me stop you right there. So I know, like, as soon as football season ends, high school – it seems like there are uh, seven-on-seven uh, leagues even or and, and tournaments either through the high school or outside of the high school, almost a club kind of thing, it seems like. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, of course, during the summer, there's uh, – uh, I know locally it seems like most of the, uh, the schools have a seven-on-seven seven, uh, meetup at, at least once a week. Um, or more, uh, and then they also a lot of them have uh, more often than not they have weightlifting and whatnot. Is that what you're talking about, or 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 are you when you are you saying hey, there's a Nike camp that rolls through town, you should be at that? Yeah, and here's the thing: as regards to camps, combines, those type of things, there's a, there's a difference. Um, if there's a Nike you know combine coming through. Um, or rivals, um, and that's something we actually are, are we're partnering with both, but we'll actually be running the rivals, uh, NCSA with Adidas and them. But, you know, if you're going to a combine, about two at, at the most that the, the student athlete should go to. And that, what that does is it's giving that college coach third-party verification information. Um, hey, I love high school coaches, but I know when I recruited – they told me a kid was, you know, four six, but then I started looking at film. I started I'm like, okay, this kid is not four six. Um, if they can get third party verification, you know, like a, a Rivals, a Nike, but they should only do about two of those a year. Again, that's just to get verified, you know, combine times, that type of stuff. If they're going to a camp, are they going to a camp to get their skill better? Um, if they are, great. Um, you know, if you're going, if you start getting later in the recruiting process, you start going into your junior year, your senior year, these student athletes really should only be going to one day prospect camps that they're getting invited by a college coach, um, you know, to get that exposure. And, and that's one thing, you know, Tim is kids will go to camps and, um, they'll say, well, I'm going to go to camp, you know, I'm going to go to, you know, I'm going to go to UCLA's camp to get exposure. Well, if they don't know who you are, before you get there, that kid is a needle in the haystack. They, you got to make sure that, you know, that program know, has seen your film, has seen your transcript. So if they're interested, they're going to actually target you at that camp. And a lot of these camps will have other college coaches there than just their staff. Um, but that student athlete being proactive and letting them know, you know, getting their information in front of them before they get there is really key to that process. Um. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I, I went to the University of Pacific at the at the time, Divid- smallest school, Division One, uh, first chartered university. I like to say in the state of California, a uh, lot of names have gone through there, and they dropped football in '95 when when the NCAA uh, did their thing with the BCS, mm-hmm. and I I went to a uh, a talk that the uh, powers that be there gave uh, uh, Ted Leland, who was the AD, I think, at the time, and the president of the school, and they talked about why they did it, which was based on some pretty sound <laughs> financial uh, uh, realizations once the TV money uh, evaporated. 
And, but the thing that was sobering was they said, I can't remember the dates, but they said in the state of California alone, uh, I think it was 23. I might be off on my numbers. Don't hold me to it. But there, I, I remember him saying it was 23 uh, schools that have dropped football in the state of California alone over, you know, the years prior and, and, and since. Uh, so my question is, is are there less opportunities today for a, a, any, any, you know, for football, but any sport, or are there more? Well, I mean, in regards to, you know, obviously in the NCAA, uh, right around when I was at Ohio State, I think we went from 115 scholarships to 95, and then eventually there in the, you know, in the 90s, it, it got to uh, 85, you know, total scholarships. So, in regards to scholarship opportunities, yeah, those have decreased, but I will tell you that that has opened other opportunities at Division II, NAI, and Division III. Um, so what you may have lost at the Division I level actually had, you know, either stayed the same or increased, you know, at the other division levels. Uh, give me an example. Division III is the, you know, that was the highest uh, growing division, you know, in, in college football. Um so I think you're, I think they're up to two hundred and third, two hundred and forty-one schools now. Uh, you know, compared to whatever it's a hundred and uh, twenty in the twenties there for Division One. So um, the biggest thing I can tell you is eighty percent, ten of the scholarships that are offered um, are offered outside of the Division One level. So. Wow. A, a student athlete has a greater chance of getting a scholarship outside of Division One than they actually do in Division One. That's uh, that's interesting, and I'm I'm glad you shared that because that's what I thought. I just didn't know the numbers. I didn't and I didn't realize it was that high. That's uh, yeah. that's amazing. And and the division, you know, and and you know, strike me down for my arrogance as a kid, but I remember. You know, and as a kid, you go oh, Division One is where it's at, and of course, as I said, you know, <laughs> nobody in the Pac Ten, I think it was at the time, not Pac Twelve like today, but Pac Ten, they, they they didn't want anything to do with me. I was too short, you know, and and yeah. and there was a lot of guys like like me. So we go to JC, and then I end up going to the smallest <laughs> Division One there there is, but. We kind of look down on down our noses at Division two and three, whereas I gotta believe the, comp, the 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 level of play is amazing and probably better than ever uh, in those divisions, aren't they at this point? Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely increased since I played. Um, you know, I had the opportunity to play at the, the Division three level, and um, I can tell you from the time I played, and then obviously I was a, a I was on the championship committee for NCAA. Division three, where I, I, you know, I was an NCAA rep for those playoff games, and I can tell you that uh, the talent level has is is definitely changed, and that's what you're seeing. You see, you know, you'll see more Division three guys making the NFL now too, because again, that stuff has trickled down, you know, to those lower division levels. But I, you know, I think the biggest thing when you start talking about going on and playing at the next level and having the opportunity. You know, kind of that's kind of our whole goal at NCSA is is that you know we know what the cost of education is today. Um, you know, it, it's outrageous. Um, and yeah. if if a student athlete can utilize their academic abilities 
their athletic abilities, you know, to help finance that degree, you know, that's the, that's the, you know, and, and it's a great fit for them. At the end of the day, if that student athlete can walk away, you know, with their degree in a zero balance, that's huge in today's, um, so, you know, today's world. So you're not walking out with sixty, seventy thousand dollars $70,000 in debt and have a $300 payment, you know, when you first graduate for the next 10 years. And, you know, that's why I said, you know, our whole goal is at the end of the day to find the right fit for that student athlete. Everybody wants to play division one. I. I did. Yeah. I want to play at Ohio state. Um, but you know, athletically, I, I wasn't going to meet what they were looking for. Um, but I still had a great, great time, great education. Um, you know, got got some of it paid for, and and that's the ultimate goal. Awesome. Hey, Coach, uh, is there anything else that uh, you'd like to add? No, I mean, in regards to you know, the biggest thing that that you know, I'd like to add in regards to recruiting, and and one of the things is is make sure you try to get some help. It is very, um, it can be very daunting, and there's a lot of there's a lot of things that I hear all the time. Oh, well, hey, you can do this. Or, hey, you can't talk to a college coach till your senior year. Um, there's just so many things that have changed the recruiting process. Make sure you're getting somebody that has a lot of good knowledge about the background uh, of the process, when you should do stuff, when you should, you know, when should you communicate with coaches. You know, because I was just out at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl, and they had the eighth grade team uh, All-American. They also had the ninth grade. And several of those guys already had offers. Uh, there was a kid out of, uh, and I forget the the quarterback out of Mich- or out of uh, Hawaii, uh, that was a ninth on the ninth grade team that Michigan had already offered. Um, wow! So getting that process going and getting them educated, you know, in the process early is really key. Just make sure that you know it is a family affair. It can't be just a student athlete, and it can't just be the coach. It's it, everybody's got to be involved in helping that student athlete, you know, have success. Well, and that's, I think I, I said that a little earlier. My parents were absolutely clueless uh, back in the day. Not mm-hmm. their fault, but they were. And it left, a, as a kid, it left a lot of pressure on me to try to figure out how that went. And, and uh, my coaches uh, were somewhat helpful, but not, you know, a lot. And so, but I think the parents today have somebody that can coach them. I mean, that, and that would be you, right? Yes. That, that's really, you know, what NCSA, we have a big educational piece of NCSA. Um, so we actually have over 500 former college coaches and collegiate athletes that actually are part of NCSA. And they've all been through it either as a, as an athlete or they've been through it as a college coach. So, They've got a lot of experience, a lot of background. They, a lot of them have made the mistakes. Uh, they know what not to do uh, to make sure that student athlete and the family don't make the same mistakes and then wonder why, hey, why didn't that happen? That's really how this network started. Um, you know, our, uh, our founder, uh, Chris Krause, um, actually went on to play at Vanderbilt. He had some high school, uh, he had some buddies that he played with and didn't understand why they were just as good as players but weren't getting the same opportunity. Um, it's just because they didn't get out in front of the right schools. They didn't know what to do. They didn't, families were, you know, unsure of how to, you know, get the process going. Um, like I said, that's something that we have a lot of experience in. And if any of your, you know, any of your followers, any of your listeners uh, need any help in that process, don't hesitate to post, you know, my 
you know, my office number, my email, uh, even my cell number. Um, I'm, you know, I'm pretty accessible. I try to help out in any way I can. This is, like I said, at the beginning, I, I love to do this and anything I can do to help a family or a student athlete achieve their goals uh, in that process. I want to definitely be able to try to do that. And I, I definitely want you to give me all that in, in a minute, but m- before I ask you for that information and we will post it also in, on text, um, at what point you, you talked about, you know, the process, at what point does the process start? As I, I'm a, I, I, I'm a parent and, and mm-hmm. I have a kid who definitely has the desire, who has the talent, uh, has the want. What, when do I start? Well, definitely as early as eighth and ninth grade. Um, and here's why. And, and obviously, I told you, you know, I, I dealt with some, some players out at the U.S. Army All-American Bowl that are eighth and ninth graders that did have offers. That's not the reason you start, you start the process. Um, the reason you start that early is, is starting to get educated so you are preparing yourself. You're knowing everything you should do to make sure they're hitting every mark. Um, so they don't miss an opportunity. So like I'm dealing with 2018s right now that haven't even reached out to a division one coach. They're, they're talent wise, you know, they look division one, the opportunities are probably division one and they haven't even email text or, or uh, direct message a division one coach. And they've been able to do that since this past September, uh, you know, last year. Well, we can't get those, we can't get those six months back. So, the sooner you get started, the more that student athlete can get educated on what they need to do, and the sooner they get their name out there, they just put themselves in a better position to be more successful in the process. Very cool. So what is your website? Um, our website is ncsasports.org. Okay, and when I go there, I can look at it, but I could also begin as a parent or an athlete, or both, to create a profile, correct? Yes, you actually can go in and start a, uh, you know, create a profile and get that started. Um, and then what that'll do is the, that'll trigger uh, one of our recruiting coordinators to be able to reach out to that family. And they'll actually gather some information, Tim, to see if that student athlete is somebody um, that a college coach uh, or, or a person like myself would want to evaluate. If they feel that, then they'll, they'll actually try to set an appointment with someone like myself. Um, and basically, it's about a 45-minute evaluation. And I'm trying to find out, are you somebody that a college coach down the road would want to recruit academically, athletically? Um, you know, the same thing I did, you know, when I was a college coach and I interviewed, you know, students and families. Um, you know, what's that commitment level? And if that happens, then we'll activate that profile so it becomes searchable to those college coaches then. Okay. Okay. Um, that's, that's awesome. Now you have, uh, you have, uh, I think I found you originally on Twitter. Uh, you have Twitter and Facebook. Um, what are those? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm not as always good as know what my stuff is, uh, but, uh, it's coach, um, it's coach Mike Dunlavey. Um, and, um, for my, for my Facebook and I actually forget what my Twitter is. I, you don't look at it too much. I always use it, but I never uh, get a chance to know what it is. Um, but I can get that to you. Okay, I'll, I'll post it up. I, yeah. I was on it earlier. Uh, uh, the one last thing I wanted to ask you was uh, within all that, once they 
sign up, they have access to ongoing educational opportunities uh, web-based, correct? Yeah, so we actually have some, uh, some web-based education. There's also like a resource library in there. They actually, Tim, can go in and search colleges. Um, so they can go in, actually search colleges across the country that have their major, that are playing college football or their sport. Um, and then they can actually go in and, you know, research that school more. They can tell that school if they're interested in them. And then one of the things that we do, and about 45% of the families will take advantage of this, we actually have memberships where we can help that family if need be in other, for other resources, like maybe they're unsure about a highlight film. So we're able to go into a huddle account, put a highlight film together for them. Um, match levels. We actually can tell them how they match a school because the coaches come in the back end and tell us what they're looking for. And then we can say, Hey, Northwestern's looking for a 6'2 or taller quarterback, da, 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 all that. And then we can help that student athlete know that, hey, these are the schools you're going to target. We have Princeton Review uh, for ACT, SAT, pretty much everything that would set up that family, you know, to make sure they're hitting everything and they're, and they're doing the best. We can uh, do that. And about 45% of the families take advantage of that uh, opportunity over and above that activated profile. Fascinating. Man, it really has changed, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Well, Coach, yeah. I really, really appreciate your time. Uh, this has been illuminating for me. Hopefully it's been for the parents and even kids that, that might listen to it uh, down the road. Um, I appreciate it, and keep on doing what you're doing, man. It's good stuff. Well, thank you, and I appreciate the time. Awesome. Hold on one second. We'll talk after I turn this off. Hold on. <laughs> 